Hi, it's Mark Sienkiewicz, and welcome to the Seed World Podcast. The National Association of Plant Breeders annual meeting has gone virtual this year, so I am interviewing this year's Borlaug Scholars in the virtual world. The NAPB Borlaug Scholars Program strengthens the plant breeding profession by helping support attendance of future leaders at the NAPB annual meeting. David Tork is a second-year master's student at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. After gaining initial plant breeding experience as an intern at Dow AgroSciences, now Corteva AgroScience, and later at the University of Minnesota Grape Breeding Program, David decided to pursue a full-time career in plant breeding. He received a Bachelor of Science in Plant Science with honors from the University of Minnesota and then joined the Applied Plant Science Graduate Program to study perennial flax breeding. He has worked to increase the pace of perennial flax domestication by expanding breeding nurseries. He also has an interest in something you might not associate with plant breeding, blockchain. I would say I'm fairly knowledgeable on uh, blockchain technology and that sort of industry and space. And uh, that's something that I've really been keeping an eye on as an area that has a lot of potential to you know, revolutionize some of the aspects of our industry. That consumers are getting a lot more, a lot more savvy and really it seems like they um, care a lot more about you know, where their food comes from, how it's produced, and I, at, at the core, I think blockchain gives a higher degree of trust uh, for the end consumer that they know that what's on the packaging uh, matches their expectations and you know, was produced in the way that that they would expect. So, so my research is part of the Forever Green Initiative, uh, which is a, a big research group at the University of Minnesota that works on uh, basically year-round cover. So that includes perennial crops uh, and winter cover crops, basically. Uh, we're trying to solve this problem of soil erosion and nutrient runoff that happens uh, so often as a result of the fields just being totally empty through the fall, winter, and spring months. So my project uh, fits into that larger picture of sort of environmental stewardship. And specifically what we're doing with perennial flax is uh, domesticating uh, wild perennial flax varieties to try to fit into largely the same markets of annual flax and that would be uh, food and fiber and, and then also uh, we have sort of a unique component to this as well which is that perennial flax we think has a lot of ornamental potential so I'm actually in the horticulture department uh, mainly at the university so a lot of my work also has to do with uh, developing ornamental lines for home garden use and also cut flower uh, use. So we think that really this is a, there's a lot of potential markets for this crop. At this point, we're sort of trying to figure out uh, which of those is gonna be, gonna have the most potential over time. Um, but we still always try to keep in mind our main goal, which is solving some of the environmental issues uh, associated with agriculture in the Midwest. It was sort of twofold. Um, I, on a sort of philosophical level, going into the program, I really liked um, some of these aspects of environmental stewardship. Um, flax is another another good aspect of it is that it's a great pollinator plant. So 
we see tons of bees uh, on it throughout the year. Um, all of these things were kind of a huge draw for me. I, I really see a lot of issues with the sustainability of you know our food system as it stands today. And so, as a as I've looked for plant breeding education, I've tried to find areas where you know I think that what I'm doing will make a, a positive impact on creating a, a more sustainable uh, food system over time. And then really the second part that drew me into the project was just the um, the nature of the work itself. So for me, this was a really unique opportunity that as a master's student, I could come on to a breeding program that was just getting off the ground, just getting started. And so uh, it's allowed me to get a lot of experience with you know, how do you how do you initiate a breeding program in the practical sense? Um, how do you determine your product market fit and you know generate public interest for that program? These are the types of things that uh, really drew it apart from the other projects, and that's not to knock uh, more of the lab-based breeding programs or or uh, projects which work on much more established crops like corn and soybeans. You know, those things all have a really good place in our in our educational institutions and our systems but for me it was like wow this is an opportunity to get some experience that i really can't get anywhere else and for my stage in the career the experience of getting to play an integral part in starting a breeding program is it, it was just it was su such a cool opportunity and felt like i i had to dig it yeah i'm really looking forward to getting to know him more I, it was, again, you know, this, I knew sort of, that it was sort of a mentorship program when I applied, but um, I, I just think it's, as someone who's, you know, nearing the end of grad school, it's, it's just so awesome to be able to connect with someone like that. I mean, he's clearly got tons of experience under his belt, both, you know, mentoring students and also working in the industry. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, what comes out of that relationship. What would your advice be for younger breeders just starting out? in the industry for how to be successful in this? Putting yourself out there and pursuing some of these things. Yes, it takes time outside of the normal workday, but it just ends up being so worth it and the connections that you make and the, the doors that it can open up for you. So from, just from a um, sort of resume building standpoint, that would be my first piece of advice is to, to really search out the unique opportunities within our field. Uh, plant breeding is a really small industry and so uh, making those personal connections is more important than in a lot of places, I would say. And then the the second advice that I would give is is definitely communication, and that is sort of across the board. Um, plant breeders don't always do the best job of communicating their their work and their research, in my opinion. Uh, many of the people in the general public I talk to, they have no idea what plant breeding is or what we do or that it's even an industry. Um, and so I think communicating to the general public is super important. And then also communicating uh, within your team. So I spent a lot of time you know, making sure to keep my supervisors and my uh, collaborators updated on what we're doing, and also to communicate the reasons why we're doing this research to people like our undergraduate assistants, because I really think that once you have an idea of you know, especially as an undergraduate, when you're coming into a project without, and this is some of your first experience, when someone takes the time to communicate the importance of that research and why are we doing this monotonous task out in the field in the hot sun all day, 
it gives you a lot more appreciation and ownership of, of that work. And so it's really the way I look at this is a combination of, of you know, mentorship and uh, sharing the good things about what we do. And then also um, because plant breeding is such a dynamic environment, you know, being a great communicator on your team uh, to your supervisors and your, and your teammates will, will really take you a long way in this field. When I saw the Warlock Scholars program this year, I, I decided to apply. Uh, I'd already been talking with my advisor about presenting at the conference. And so pleasant surprise about the program was uh, it's really much more of a mentorship program than, than just a scholarship. And already um, through, the, through the events that they put on for us, I've had the opportunity to connect with um, a lot of professionals in the industry with years of experience under their belts and also with a lot of peers my own age who are really passionate about what they do and have a lot of the same sort of interests and concerns. You know, in an industry this small, those types of connections really have the potential to be lifelong and, uh, and a huge impact on our careers. So I already would say I've gotten a ton of value out of it and it's been, it's just been a great opportunity thus far. For more great podcasts, visit SeedWorld.com.